everyone, and welcome back to episode 23 of the Counseling Conversations podcast. Whether you're a new listener or a regular listener in Australia or in another place in the world, I'm so glad that you could be here today and join us as we have a conversation about dealing with boundary invasions. I hope that you're all enjoying my podcast episodes, and if you are, please give the podcast show a rating and leave a comment in the episode Q&A section. If you have any topic suggestions, please send it through either my Instagram page that is listed in this episode's information or through the comment session in section in this episode. Quite a few of my episodes so far have been inspired by listeners and the suggestions have really helped the show grow and reach many other people with similar thoughts and concerns as you. So let's move on today and talk about how to deal with boundary invasions. So boundary invasions come in all shapes and sizes. Some are more harmful than others and some can be handled more easily than others. Say for instance, an elderly in-law relative of yours who persistently shows up at your place and lets themselves into your house unannounced will need to be dealt with differently from, say, a driver on the road who keeps veering into your lane when you are driving, and also differently from, say, a spouse who continues to show hurtful or abusive behaviours towards you. So firstly, it's important to address some of the limitations that could be holding us back from dealing with boundary invasions. Sometimes there are barriers that make it hard to deal head-on with boundary invasions, Sometimes we might feel that we were at fault or we were partly responsible for the invasion or perhaps because of the invasion we might have felt guilt or shame about ourselves. Perhaps we felt that we deserved the invasion or perhaps we might feel as though it isn't our right to have what we deserve. Or perhaps we felt we actually deserved the invasion and that what happened was what we deserved. Sometimes we might even have felt that the boundary invasion, however big or small it was, fleeting or damaging, was not something that we had the power to stand up for or to do something about. Sometimes a barrier might be feeling simply confused about what is ours to take ownership of and what isn't, and not knowing who exactly is right or wrong or what was appropriate or what was inappropriate in a given situation. And because of that confusion, things get messy. Sometimes there can be a lot of self-blame or minimizing, which can be truly unhelpful and stop us from dealing with boundary invaders. Say, for instance, you shared something highly personal and intimate with a friend in confidence and later found out that many other people around you knew about it and were talking about it behind your back. If you blame yourself and tell yourself that you should have known not to trust this particular person and that you could have prevented this from happening and you start doubting your personal issues and circumstances and even feel like if only you didn't have these personal issues in the first place, or you question yourself and even tell yourself that this isn't a big deal and it isn't that important, you would then be preventing yourself from recognizing and acknowledging what happened. And you'd 
you'd be stopping yourself from perhaps confronting the person who broke your trust and letting them know that it really hurt you. And it would probably prevent you from understanding and accepting the reality of the event as well. If someone has broken your trust or betrayed you, it's a pretty big deal and it's a boundary invasion. So perhaps take the courage to have a look inwards first and ask yourself if there are any hindrances holding you back from dealing with boundary invasions. Once you do that, you can then begin to see clearly about how to approach dealing with boundary invaders or invasions. So dealing means firstly acknowledging and accepting the reality of the situation. If the situation is the one where the relative or the in-law shows up at your place unannounced and each time it happens, you and your partner say are completely unaware of this happening and your privacy is interrupted and your personal space is invaded. Be in full awareness of this and try and accept the reality of these facts. For one, you know that this relative has the keys to your front door and has done this act several times in the past. And the fact is that they continue to show up at any time during the day, whether you're at home or not. And the fact is that your plans keep having to change and they need to be adapted because of this relative. Acknowledging the reality of this is the first step. The second step is to be confident knowing where you stand and what is yours to own. Be confident where your property lies and where your boundary actually is and be sure of where you end and where the next person begins. When you have that confidence about your boundary, the next step is to run this past a trusted friend if you can not to get their advice or their opinion on the matter, but rather to express your findings and to express your feelings about this situation in a safe place and let them know that you would like their support. So recognize and acknowledge your feelings, whether that is being surprised, afraid, disappointed, frustrated, embarrassed, angry, all those feelings are valid. Share and process these feelings with that trusted friend. Then thirdly, figure out a way to respectfully, clearly and kindly communicate your boundary to the boundary invader. Do this at a time where you are not particularly riled up, triggered or upset because the communication will need to come from a place of objectivity and respect. Respect for yourself as well as the other human being. It might even take you several hours or days to be able to gather yourself and even write a draft about what you would say to the person who has invaded your boundary. The more frequently that you do this, the less time it will take you. I often like to use the talking format, which you can look up online which uses I statements and it phrases information in a clear and concise way that does not blame the other person. And instead, it allows you to take ownership of your own thoughts and feelings. It describes the facts of the situation, your thoughts about it and your feelings as a result of your thoughts. And then a request at the end, if appropriate. It might sound something like this. When I gave you 
my house keys, I wanted to be able to share my house with you and to have you around with the idea that you would call if you were going to stop by. Last week when I noticed you come over without any prior notice and I saw you standing in my living room unexpectedly right after I took a shower, I made up in my mind that there must have been a misunderstanding because I was not expecting any guests and I wondered if you needed a place to go to. When I saw you standing in my living room, all of a sudden, I felt shocked, I felt invaded, exposed, worried and anxious about your next visit. Would you be willing to call me or text me the day before you decide to come over? So something along the lines of this would communicate to the person what has happened, what your thoughts were and how you felt about it. It may be that the relative was completely unaware of how their actions were affecting you or your personal life and that you saying this is all it takes for them to stop their invading. It could also very well be that the relative hears this but chooses to ignore your request and continues to barge into your house for several times after this communication occurs. You may then like to bring it up again and communicate this again respectfully and this time request for your house keys to be returned to you. If they manage to still show up or say that they found another set of your keys and say that this intrusion continues to happen, you may choose to remove yourself from communicating with them altogether and take on other measures you know, measures that are within your control, such as changing the locks on your front door. You get to choose how many times you are willing to tolerate this behavior and what you will do with it. My last point about dealing with a boundary invasion is that you might want to be clear in your mind what you will do if it were to happen again. What exact measure or action can you take? How will you protect yourself? Once you know this, you might then want to consider highlighting to the person what you will do or what the consequence will be if this boundary is crossed again, only if you believe it'll be appropriate. Remember here though that a consequence is not to be seen as a threat. It's not to attack the person or manipulate them but rather it's something that you intentionally and calmly know about that you will do if your boundary were to be crossed again. You are taking action to preserve and protect your boundary because the property is yours. And at the end of the day, this is your life that only you are having to live with. Be ready for carrying this consequence or action out and if you aren't sure if you are quite ready or not to carry it out, then my advice would be do not say it. So whether or not you decide to share your plan with the person, it's essential to have it clear in your mind for yourself and even write down what your consequence or plan will be if your boundary were to be crossed again. For example, it could be limiting contact with this person or seeing them once a year or changing the door locks. 
remember that expressing your boundary and communicating your boundary is not so much so the other person can fully understand and apologize to you and it's not so that you can control the other person and change them. Communicating it is what you need to do for yourself in order to be your authentic self to protect your resources and what belongs to you. It's a healthy behavior for your mental well-being and it will do you good. It can also help other people understand what you will accept and what you will not accept. Whether the other person comprehends it in the way that you want them to or whether the person accepts it or changes their behavior is really not something that you can control. So if you can't control it, it's beneficial to spend your precious energy and time focusing on what you can control, which is your own words and your own actions in this situation. So you might be wondering, what if I can't speak to this person? What if they get offended? Or what if I have used the talking format and I have communicated clearly several times to only be hurt again? Those are totally valid questions and I hear you. If for whatever reason communicating to the person isn't an option, whether that is they speak a different language or you're not able to communicate a message to them or perhaps you don't really have a relationship with them or perhaps it was something that happened so long ago that you feel it doesn't count, which by the way does not mean you cannot and should not be able to talk about, or perhaps by speaking to this person, it may put you at risk, then that is totally okay. And what you will need to do is continue acting on your boundary with intentional behaviors and measures such as limiting contact with them, distancing yourself from them potentially, changing your door locks, removing or disabling your doorbell, maybe erecting a sign regarding trespasses, maybe installing a security camera and whatever it takes to protect your property and yourself and your loved ones. Maybe even reporting their behavior to the authorities might be an option if it persists. Now, what if they get offended or react in a negative way? Well, I'd say firstly that that is totally out of your control. If you have used the talking format or expressed yourself in a respectful and kind way that is non-blaming and they are unable to take it in or they react in anger or frustration or worse, they cut you off or they shame you, that is definitely on them. And whilst their reaction might make you regret your actions or make you feel bad, remember that you have done nothing wrong. You are allowed to communicate your boundary and you are allowed to have a boundary. Often human beings react this way when the truth is revealed to them, especially when they're unfamiliar with their own behaviors and they lack self-awareness. How the person reacts and what they say about you behind your back or what they say or what they think about you is none of your business. So gain support during this time 
from that trusted friend of yours or others around you who support you and will be there for you during this process. So to summarize today, boundary invasions can be dealt with by first acknowledging the reality of the invasion or the intrusion, finding confidence in where your boundary is, communicating your boundary to the other person, taking action towards protecting your property and having a clear idea of a consequence. If communicating to the person isn't possible, then simply carrying out the actions to protect your property is absolutely okay. Remember that you are worthy. You are worthy of having a boundary. You deserve to have your resources protected and preserved. And this goes without saying. But your resources, your talents, your belongings and possessions, your time, your energy and the things that are important to you matter. So that concludes this episode for today. Thank you for listening in, my friends. And until next time, may you have peace, empowerment and experience joyful living.